0: Hi, I'm Gianna Volpe, and thank you for listening to The Heart of the East End on 88.3 WLIWFM, the show where we get to the heart of any matter at hand with folks from all walks of life on Long Island's only local NPR radio station. We stream online at WLIW.org radio and welcome your comments, questions, and collaborations of all kinds on The Heart of the East End. Live from the WLIWFM studio in Southampton, New York, on October 4th, 2022, I'm Gianna Volpe with local news on Long Island's only NPR radio station. New York State spends nearly twice the national average on school aid per student, quote, without delivering above-average results in achievement, end quote. Budget Watchdog said yesterday, Caleb Bamberger reports in the New York Post that this school year, state support will top $34 billion across more than 700 local districts, a 6.7 percent increase since last school year, a new report from the Citizens Budget Commission found. Including federal COVID aid, New York state schools spend on average $34,272 per student without more accountability to match the higher price tag. The Citizens' Budget Commission recommended Monday the state should only increase funds for districts with greater needs and reduce the amount it spends on areas that can support their own schools. The report blasted the state for directing more than $3 billion in aid to 176 wealthy school districts, which already raise enough local and federal funds to support a sound basic education Together, they account for 9% of the state's school aid. On top of that, the state of New York is sending another $10.5 billion, close to a third of state education funding, to districts over the amount they say is necessary for adequate schools. The Citizens Budget Commission also suggested reforms to the state's complicated funding formula, known as Foundation Aid, New York's main source of state funds for public schools. The formula is supposed to account for the cost of educating each student and their varying levels of need, plus a locality's ability to raise its own funds. Here on Long Island, many of the same people who turned out in force last summer to tell PSEG Long Island not to run an underground transmission cable through the heart of the Long Pond Greenbelt because of the environmental harm it could cause attended a Long Island Power Authority meeting at Jones Beach State Park in Wanta on Wednesday, September 28. To reiterate those concerns, Stephen J. Coates reports on 27east.com that PSEG announced earlier this year that it would run a 69-kilovolt transmission line from Bridgehampton to its Buell Lane substation in East Hampton to provide for anticipated future electricity demand. One of five proposed routes would use a LIPA right-of-way that bisects the Long Pond Greenbelt, an 800-acre swath of coastal plain ponds, wetlands, and woods that stretch from Sag Harbor to Sagaponic. More than a dozen people, including Dave Dayton, the president of the Friends of the Long Pond Greenbelt, urged LIPA to direct PSEG, which operates the electric grid for it, to instead run the cable south down the bridge sag turnpike and east along montauk highway to the buell lane substation in east hampton dayton pointed pointed out that at a hearing at ltv studios in waynescott in june there was unanimous objection to pseg's proposal to use horizontal drilling to run the cable under two ponds known to be habitat for endangered eastern tiger salamanders she said 3,000 people had signed an online petition in opposition to running a cable through the Green Belt. LIPA Vice Chair Mark Fischel said he would like to visit the Green Belt to better understand its value to the community. Quote, I do think it's important that we assign a value to these things, he said to applause. After all, the speakers, either in person or via Zoom, urged LIPA to reconsider its CEO Thomas Falcone, stressed The proposal remains in the public comment period, and LIPA was trying to balance environmental protection and the need to efficiently provide electricity for customers. Moving offshore, the developers of the South Fork Wind Farm have begun preparing the long undersea cable route to Long Island through use of a sea bottom boulder plow that will clear a 52 foot wide swath of the ocean floor, rankling fishermen concerned about the impacts on the environment and lost wages. Mark Harrington reports on Newsday.com that the plowing, quote, may occur perpendicular to Long Island, end quote, at a minimum distance of four miles, said Megan Wims, a spokesperson for the South Fork Wind Farm, which is being developed by Denmark-based Orsted and New England-based Eversource. Wims said the plow will only be used in federal water, not within the three-mile limit of state waters, Though the vessel will track east parallel to the Hamptons coast. A separate vessel will use a crane like pick to lift large boulders from the seabed. The plow will clear up to 40 miles along the cable route, one said, and up to another nine miles of sea bottom around the turbine arrays off the Rhode Island, Massachusetts coast. She said, a warning issued by Orsted to fishermen says the plow will be towed at .25 knots attached via a 300-yard cable to a vessel that will not be able to deviate from its route once the plow is deployed. Fishing gear in these corridors risk being damaged by the plow, and close coordination is vital. But as the work starts, fishermen have been expressing concern not only about damage to the seafloor, including in areas where lobstermen fish, but lost wages when they are restricted from the area's And finally, industrial developer North Point will be required to analyze potential cumulative impacts of the proposed 641,000-square-foot Riverhead Logistics Center on local roads, air quality, water supply, and wastewater management in, in, in its draft environmental impact statement under a final scoping statement on the planning board's agenda for discussion and a vote this upcoming Thursday. Denise Civiletti reports on RiverheadLocal.com that proposed revisions to the draft scoping statement were made following public comments during sessions held by the planning board on September 1st and 15th and submitted during the written comment period that ran through the 26th. The um, logistics center is proposed on Middle Road opposite Manor. A resolution adopting the final scope is on the agenda for discussion and a vote at Thursday's planning board meeting scheduled to begin at 6 p.m. in Riverhead Town Hall. That's 200 Howell Avenue. Reading the weather in Montauk in honor of our first guest this morning, Jennifer Casper-Folks of the Montauk Chamber of Commerce, joining us for the Hot Studios segment underwritten by Peconic Landing to talk about Fall Fest this weekend. Looking like rain likely today as we continue to feel the effects of Hurricane Ian. Cloudy otherwise with a steady temperature around 56 degrees and a northeast wind around 29 miles per hour. Gusts as high as 39, so make sure the objects in your vicinity are secured. Today, rain continuing through the night with a steady temperature uh, rising to around 60 degrees by 11 p.m. and a northeast wind Again, 22 to 25 miles per hour gusting as high as 36 right now. It's 55 degrees and looking at the playlist of music from all decades and genres this morning. We've got a weird one today. I've got those two tracks left behind from yesterday morning. Hers is No Cowboy and Loudon Wainwright's No Knees, which took me into the unexpected direction of developing the Knees edition of The Heart here on Long Island's only NPR radio station. But first, a track called Nobody Knows from a band called Be Cool Cowboy and their 2019 record, Not So Alamo, here on WLIWFM, Long Island's only NPR radio station. Be cool, cowboy to Doug Moreland's Nothing But a Cowboy from the Everybody Knows My Name Record. You're listening to WLI WFM NPR Radio. You
1: ain't nothing but a cowboy. You got your head on the street, your head cocked to the side, living day to day, you hate all in hay, and you really don't. They've never seen you ride you proud two best friends of your horse and your dog you give a man your word you won't let him down you roll your own you write your own songs you ain't nothing but a cowboy you got your head on straight you hat cocked to the side living day to day you hate hauling hay and you really don't care they've never seen you ride Straight street you had cocked to the side living day to day you hate all in hay and you really don't care if they've never seen you right over coffee at the old drugstore the secret to life is sitting right there in an old wooden chair (laughs) cause you ain't nothing but a cowboy you got your head on straight your hat cocked to the side living day to day you hate hauling hay and you really don't care they've never seen you you ain't nothing but a
2: cowboy got your head on straight, your hat parked to the side Living day to day, you hate baling hay You really don't care
1: if they've never seen you You ain't nothing but a cowboy You got your head on straight, your hat parked to the side Living day to day,
3: you hate loading
1: hay And you really don't care if they've never seen you ride but a cowboy.
0: a bunch of tracks this morning that I'd never heard before putting together today's playlist for you here on the Heart of the East. And I've got Hearst's No Cowboy from the Pot Calling Kettle Record of 2014, a nice single decade jump forward from that last one by uh, Doug Moreland. Uh, but between the two tracks that I built this playlist around, um, which is No Cowboy and Loudon Wainwright III's No Knees, Uh, Another track we would have never heard, probably, if it hadn't been for those two tracks. I was able to find one that connects both those tracks in in some way other than uh, the word no, and that is Iron Range Knee High from the Galactic Cowboy Orchestra. So get ready for that one right after this. I'm Gianna Volpe. Jennifer, folks, joining us in just a few minutes for the Hot Studio segment, underwritten by Peconic Landing, talking about fall fest in montauk this weekend and you whoever you are out there you're awesome and you're listening to long island's only npr radio station wliwfm
4: in my blessings I spin on
5: a Catherine wheel There's
4: no
0: Sorry, not sorry. I'm Gianna Volpe, the humble host of The Heart here on Long Island's only NPR radio station, the weekday morning and midnight show, The Heart of the East. End. it is approaching the bottom of the nine o'clock hour on Tuesday morning, just after midnight. If you're listening to the replay, that means it's time for our hot studio segment, Underwritten by Peconic Landing. Very excited to welcome onto the show Jennifer Casper. Folks, the new, I believe, executive director on the Montauk Chamber of Commerce. Good morning, Jennifer. Welcome to the show.
3: Good morning. Thank you so much for having me on. Yes, I'm the new director here. I've been here since April, um, so it's my first season here in Montauk.
0: Very cool. So now you come from I Try, which is, you know, uh, to be terribly biased, uh, one of my favorite non-profits out here because uh, you do such yeah. great work uh, for the kids. Um, tell us a little bit about that journey from i or through i try, and uh, to the Chamber of Commerce in Montauk?
3: Sure. So for um, about two and a half years, I was a development director at i which is a cause just close to my heart. I mean, it's an amazing program, um, and it just it was a wonderful journey with a lot of wonderful women that I worked with for a very long time. But I saw the ad for the director of the Montauk Chamber of Commerce, and my daughter called me and said, Mom, you love Montauk. You love events. Why are you not applying for this job? And so I applied. And to be honest with you, um, the team at Itry was so supportive of my transition. And this job is kind of—it was kind of made for me. It's everything I love to do. I love events. I love talking to people. I love governmental—you know—advocacy angle of it. I just—I'm really having a great time out here in Montauk. And this weekend is our 41st annual fall festival.
0: And I, I just wanted to say I love the fact that your daughter uh, encouraged you to go out to go out for this job. That is just such a, a beautiful story. Yeah. All right. So 40, 41st Annual Fall Fest in Montauk. Uh, this is an event I've I've heard such lovely things about. I haven't yet gotten a chance to come out. Maybe this will be the year. Tell us everything. I know uh, Lynn Blue Band will be there as well as the Realm mm-hmm. Uh, performing throughout the weekend. What else What else is going to be going on?
3: Yeah, so it is a weekend chock full of activities. So this event has a little bit of everything for everyone. We have our clam chowder contest, with, which is on Saturday starting at 11 a.m. This is a contest where the local restaurants donate pots of chowder. We have um, six judges, uh, three who judge the red clam chowder and three who judge the white. And they choose the, you know, best of Montauk clam chowder, which is quite an accolade because there are so many different chowders and versions of chowders out here. We've got, as you mentioned, live music from Lynn Blue Band starting at 2 o'clock on Saturday and on Sunday at 2 o'clock. We've got bouncy houses for the kids. We have um, pumpkin decorating, guess the pumpkin weight. We have a chance auction with some amazing prizes as well as a silent auction which has some great experiences and sports memorabilia. We have food all day, <clears throat> not just the clam chowder, but we have burgers and sausage and peppers and hot dogs and fries, all your fun you know, carnival food. We have beer and wine. We have um, some of our favorite farmer's market vendors. Um, I mean, really, it's like a day chock full, two days chock full of everything you could possibly want to do. So cool. And the weather... Great, which yes, is
0: which isn't which was not the story this past weekend. I'm, I'm actually, I believe that uh Southampton Fest might be um rescheduled for this weekend, so it's going to be just like last weekend or, or when was two weekends ago? When was um, no, yeah. two weekends ago with with Maritime Fest going on, it's at, at the same time as uh the Sag Harbor American, Sag Harbor. American Music yeah. Festival. Stuff going on all weekend long, all throughout uh, the South Fork, at least. Um, You know, I wanted to ask you, because I I went out to Montauk, I guess, a couple weeks ago, and just happened upon that seafood festival. I don't know anything about that, and and how did that go?
3: So that went amazingly. That seafood festival is actually hosted by the um, Kiwanis Club and the Montauk Friends of Erin, it's a joint fundraiser for those two organizations, um, and it was kind of, they weren't sure they would be able to do it this year. They were kind of stuck for a location, but they, I have to say, pulled it together and did, it was just an amazing, so um, cool. amazing event. So many different restaurants participated, and, you know, people just had such a great time. Yeah. I'm was, glad you made it out for that. Yes,
0: it was it was really nice, and it was great to see it right right in the square there.
3: Right in the center. Yes. And that, event has traditionally been, been up at the harbor, but this year they moved it to the green, very which cool. we're happy to have it here.
0: All right. So so very excited about about this weekend and about the 41st annual uh, Fall Fest. Is there anything going on that you guys are planning right now that you want to make sure that folks know
3: about? Yes, we have so much stuff going on here. Um, we're actually in the midst of, you know, as soon as Fall Fest is over, we're going to roll right into planning our Christmas event, our holiday event, which will include, um, well, lots of things, but we're still in the planning stages. But it will definitely include an event like a, a, a holiday fair on the green the weekend of December 10th and 11th. Very Stay cool. tuned for more details. There's a right. reindeer and Santa Claus and all sorts of fun stuff happening.
0: I did want to, to say, because I, I just uh, happened upon this, they, there are commemorative chowder mugs available to purchase online oh, yes. while supplies last. Yeah. Where so, well, do- they're
3: not the mugs are not available online. Oh, okay. Uh, they that was that was kind of a covid thing. They sold oh. they sold mugs online. Oh. But so starting starting, you know, Friday afternoon, Saturday morning, you can pre-purchase your mug here at the chamber office. Um, you can also go online to our website and bidding on some of the silent auction prizes if you'd like.
0: And what is that website? It is montaukchamber.com? It is-
3: that is correct.
0: Jennifer, I can't thank you enough and for being on with us. What else?
3: Thank you so much. I love your show. I love talking to you. Thank you so much for all your support of I try as well as the chamber. And um, next time you're out in Montauk, just stop by the office.
0: I'm Gianna Volpe. That's Jennifer. Thanks. Folks, this was the Hot Studios segment underwritten by Peconic Landing. Again, MontaukChamber.com. For more information about this weekend's Fall Festival, uh, the 41st annual. Uh, this is the Galactic Cowboy Orchestra. And you, whoever you are out there, you are awesome. And you're listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station, W L I W F M.
6: No knees, no more. I can't walk around. Keep me off that killing floor, Lord, and above the ground. The doctor says my heart's all right, and that's all right with me. I guess the poison's in my system, and it's settled in my knees. I ain't got no knees, no more, and I can hardly stand. It's hard to be a man I don't know what it's gonna take To get back on my feet Lord, I'm only 28 years old And I feel damn near beat You know, I guess it was my drinking I was drinking day and night Now I've stopped, but it's too late And that just don't seem right Why stay in the city If you can't paint the town What's the use of standing up when you keep falling down? I guess it was my drink. Stopped, but it's too late, and that just don't seem right. Why stay in the city if you can't paint the town? What's the use of standing up when you keep falling down? I ain't got no knees no more, I'm not worth the time. I spent all my money, Lord, and I used up all my time. I should pray to heaven and beg for mercy. Please, but Lord knows it would kill me just to get down on these knees.
0: From Loudon Wainwright III to Bletta Resha. Knees from the 2018 Expectations record. Ocean Alley on deck. Same track name. Jimmy Buffett after that. Knees of my heart here on the Heart of the East End on Long Island's only and PR radio station WLIWFM.
7: Sit in a park car. We don't even fight no more We don't even touch no more Used to be my best friend We don't even laugh no more, barely even talk no more. You want to hold my hand and then you won't, you say you love me then you don't, you keep me running and running around.
0: Rexa uh, born Bletareja, which means bumblebee. Hashtag the more you know here on Long Island's only NPR radio station, WLIWFM. A very weird, wonderful knees edition of the Heart of the East End, music from all decades and genres and interviews with folks from all walks of life, all morning and midnight long. Long Island's only NPR radio station, all because of you, the listener, supporter of WLI, WFM, Brian Deddy, Old Crow Medicine Show and Bread leading you into the NPR news break at the top of the hour. In the local news update after that. But first, Jimmy Buffett knees of my heart from the riddles in the sand record of nineteen eighty-four, right here on WLIWFM, NPR Radio.
8: I'm going to show you what my love can do. Out on the ocean all alone with you. We'll find a desert island.
0: Ten minutes before NPR News at the top of the hour, you're listening to WLIWFM 88.3 on the FM dial throughout eastern Long Island and coastal Connecticut 96.9 in central and western Suffolk County and corresponding sections of Connecticut. Of course, streaming online to wherever you are at WLIW.org slash radio. I'm adding that to the Gigi Faves playlist. If you are feeling this morning's playlist, of course, you can always find the playlist posted on the Heart of the East End program page every day on WLIW.org radio. That was Brian Deddy. Get on my knees. We've got Old Crow Medicine Show, a nice single decade jump back in time to 2006 with fall on my knees, bread down on my knees, Leading you into the NPR news break, hopping back to 1972 for that one. Bobby Arosa uh, featuring Cold Diamond and Mink leading you out of the NPR news break and the local news update with Down on My Knees. It's the knees edition of The Heart, all because we had to leave behind Loudon Wainwright III's No Knees from yesterday's playlist. Uh, one of the things that I really love. About doing this show for you every weekday morning, uh, and of course the replay at midnight, is because I get to learn new music every day, uh, and that is one of my favorite things to do as a journalist: is learn new things and then give others the opportunity to do the same. I'm Gianna Volpe. This is Old Crow Medicine Show, and you, whoever you are, out there, you're awesome, and you're listening to Long Island's only NPR radio station. W-L-I-W-F-M. Mold Crow medicine show to bread. You get a little bit of it all right here on Long Island's only local NPR radio station WLIWFM. Don't forget to drop us a like or a follow on Facebook or Instagram at WLIWFM. We'll be back. With Long Island local news. I'm Gianna Volpe on WLIWFM, October 4th, 2022. The developers of the South Fork Wind Farm have begun preparing the long undersea cable route to eastern Long Island through use of a sea bottom boulder plow that will clear a 52 foot wide swath of the ocean floor. But as the work starts, fishermen have been expressing concern. Not only about damage to the sea floor, including in areas where lobstermen fish, but lost wages when they are restricted from the areas. Quote, they're destroying bottom that people have fished on forever. That's Vinnie Dam, a longtime lobsterman from Montauk, who told that to Newsday. Megan Wims, a spokesperson for the South Fork Wind Farm, which is being developed by Denmark-based Orsted and New England-based Eversource, tells Newsday that the damage to living fish would be small. Mark Harrington reports on Newsday.com that an analysis of the work conducted by the State of Rhode Island's Coastal Resources Management Council found the installation of Submarine cables for the South Fork Wind Project, quote, will result result in benthic habitat disturbance through the process of relocating boulders, plowing trenches for the cables, and then burying them with new sediment. Subsequent repairs and modification of these cables would create additional habitat disturbance, unquote. The Council said the Federal Bureau of Ocean Energy Management indicated in its draft environmental impact statement for the project that it anticipates 179.3 acres of long-term disturbance to benthic habitat along the export cable route. The disturbances, the Council said, include sediment disturbance, turbidity, construction-related underwater noise and conversion to new habitat types and are most problematic for sessile benthic organisms, which include fish, crabs, shrimp, snails, urchins, sea stars, and slugs, as well as less mobile animals such as barnacles, sponges, oysters, mussels, and corals. The council noted the cable may also emit electromagnetic fields, which may have some effect on some fish species, especially sharks, rays, and bony fish. In other news, New York State, which legalized recreational marijuana last year, is only now about to start reviewing applications for licenses for its first retail dispensaries. But many tribes in the state have decided not to wait. Tribes from eastern Long Island to western New York are taking advantage of the state's leisurely rollout of recreational marijuana licenses giving them a foothold into a potential multi-billion dollar market. Jay Root and Jesse McKinley in the New York Times report that uh, nations generally abide by state laws, but have on occasion asserted their claims to sovereignty to interpret the laws in their own fashion. So when the state legalized marijuana sales in March 2021, some uh, tribal members took that as a green light to immediately open dispensaries, even as, Their governments, seeing a potentially lucrative revenue source, started formulating regulations and rules far ahead of the state. Those early adopters include remote tribes like the St. Regis Mohawks on the Canadian border, where nearly a dozen tribe-licensed retail operations are open, in addition to other unlicensed operations selling out-of-shipping containers and other makeshift shops. There are also groups like the local Shinnecock Nation, who announced plans in July for a 5,000-square-foot dispensary opening in early 2023 on tribal territory in Southampton. And last month, the powerful Oneida Nation, which runs the successful Turning Stone Casino and Resort just west of Utica, announced that it, too, would enter the business, promising a 50,000-square-foot cultivation and production facility with retail dispensaries to follow. For tribes entering the market, cannabis offers a chance at a reliable source of revenue, currently free of any governmental interference, giving tribal-run dispensaries a window to sell and advertise marijuana in ways that the state intends to prohibit for its licensed retailers. So far, state officials have adopted a distinctly hands-off approach to tribal operations. Quote, What's happening on the tribal lands right now? It's outside our purview. That's Chris Alexander, the director of the New York State Office of Cannabis Management, adding, That's their land. And finally, Coffee with a Cop Day is back this year in Riverhead, offering residents the opportunity for informal conversation with Riverhead police officers at four locations across town. Denise Civaletti reports on RiverheadLocal.com that Coffee with a Cop Day will be held tomorrow, and officers will be at the following locations from 8.30 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. There's the Bean and Bagel Cafe, 4426 Middle Country Road in Calverton, El Deli, Sheppan & Grocery, that's 303 Osborne Avenue, Goldberg's Bagels, 138 East Main Street, and Duffy's Deli, 1566 Main Road in Jamesport and the other two locations in Riverhead proper and the first as we mentioned in Calverton the public invited to stop in for a chat with officers at any of those locations coffee with a cop is a national program first launched in Hawthorne California in 2011 the result of a brainstorming session on ways to better connect with the community the events have now been hosted in all 50 states and the program is considered one of the most successful community-oriented policing programs in the country. Riverhead Town Police Chief David Hager Miller implemented the program in Riverhead in 2016, calling it a great way to connect with residents and get to know each other over a cup of coffee. Reading the weather in Huntington in honor of our next guest, Amy Pincus, the illegal baker, a former attorney-turned-pastry-maker whom just got back to work at the Calverton Incubator following that oven fire that took place in August, sending more than 70 local producers scrambling to keep themselves in production. Looking like rain today with a high near 57 degrees as we continue feeling the effects of Hurricane Ian. Northeast wind around 18 miles per hour with gusts as high as 33 Rain continuing to be likely through the night, cloudy otherwise with a low around 53 degrees and a northeast wind, 14 to 17 miles per hour, gusts as high as 29. Right now, it's 52 degrees. Um, We've got Daryl Hall and John Oates, John Conley, Lowe, and a band called This Is The Kit on deck. But first, Bobby Oroza featuring Cold Diamond and Mink. Music I'd never heard before putting together this playlist for you. This morning, I'm Gianna Volpe, and you, whoever you are out there, you're listening to Long Island's only NPR radio station, WLIWFM.
9: You know, it's not every time.
0: From down on my knees to dance on my, on your knees, a little Daryl Hall and John Oates right here on Long Island's only local NPR radio station. Amy Pincus, the illegal baker, joining us for the Tasty Tuesday segment at the bottom of the hour. I'm Gianna Volpe and you, whoever you are out there, you are awesome. You're listening to Long Island's only NPR radio station, WLIWFM. 88.3 on the FM dial throughout eastern Long Island and coastal Connecticut. 96.9 in central and western Suffolk. Of course, streaming online to wherever you are at WLIW.org slash radio. From Daryl Hall and John Oates to John Conley, you get it all right here on WLI, WFM, NPR Radio.
2: prayer he told things he kept in the dark there was no use in life cause the one who was listening could see every room in his heart then he put empty whiskey bottles little black book and all in the fire she'd left. Sometimes a man can change on his own, but sometimes I tell you it takes empty still standing, he'd fight for his own, brother you would not believe, brother you would not
5: believe,
2: what you can see.
0: John Conley leading us to the bottom of the 10 o'clock hour on Tuesday morning at just after 1 a.m., technically Wednesday, if you're listening to the replay. And that means it's time for our Tasty Tuesday segment here on The Heart. And you would not believe both of my guests this morning not only did not need to be reminded, uh, but were early on the call this morning. Can't thank you both, Jennifer Folk's. Uh, wherever you are, and Amy Pincus, wherever you are, for joining us this morning and being early birds. Uh, Good morning. Good morning, Gianna. Thanks
10: for inviting me.
0: I am so grateful to have you on, uh, partly because um, I'm happy to help in any way after the oven fire at the Calverton Incubator, sending 70-plus local producers scrambling these past uh, two months uh, but also because your story is such a cool one. Now, you're called the illegal baker, and I imagine it's partly because uh, you're a former attorney. Tell me everything about your journey to the kitchen.
10: <laughs> so I, I like to think of myself as a reluctant attorney. It was just not second nature, but I've always been a baker. I learned from my grandmother. I learned from my mom um, and I've always been a baker I had a bakery many years ago in Huntington village which I absolutely loved and um, in 2005 it was sort of a, a perfect storm of events that I had to close
5: mm.
10: so I went uh, I worked as a pastry chef for a while and then my kids were going to college and I thought this was a great time to make more money and I went back to being a lawyer and I put my suit on and I trudged to work every day and uh, it was you know, it's just going through the motions. And then when the pandemic hit, baking is my stress buster. So um, I'm at home. And um, even before we started working remotely, I just started baking, baking, baking. And it was my husband and my daughter and myself at home. We could not possibly eat this much. So I started posting online and I said, uh, here's what it is. Well, things are scarce. If you bring me an ingredient, I will send you home with whatever is baked that day. And it wasn't a business. It wasn't anything except that I was overwhelmed with bread and cake and pastry, and I needed, I needed to get it out of my house. So people started showing up on my doorstep with a bag of flour or a dozen eggs, and we were just swapping. And in doing that, a couple of people that came remembered the illegal baker that I used to have in Huntington Village, which I was delighted. And I said, you know, this is really feeding my soul, and so for a year, about a year and a half, I did both baking and we were back working remotely at my law firm, um, and I did both working round the clock. And I finally said, you know what? It uh, one of these things has to give, and it isn't going to be the baking. Right. So it uh, July 21, July 23rd of 2021 was my last day at the law firm, and I've been baking ever since. How incredibly cool is <laughs> this swear, story? And I smile every day. Yeah, see, now, now
0: you followed your heart, and good for you. Uh, but, you know, also, I used to always say bartering, it's the East End Way, or bartering, it's the North Fork Way. What a cool story that through the pandemic, you did this sort of, of uh, no-contact bartering with folks out there. So they would, like, bring you butter, and you would send them home with cookies. Yeah,
10: cookies bread, cake, whatever I happened to be baking that day. I did a lot of sourdough bread. Um, I did biscuits. I did and then I, I um a friend also, her name is is uh Adina and Adina Jane's kitchen was she was making vegan and vegetarian soups. And we got together and we had just met through a third party and we started pairing soup and bread delivery every week. Unbelievable and still pretty much during the pandemic and we we just had a ball. She would let me know what her two or three soup choices were going to be, and I would pair what I liked to go with as bread. And we we just did it locally around Huntington, Dix Hills, Northport, and we delivered soup and bread every week.
0: How cool is it that uh, despite a time period where people were apart more than ever before, they also came together and, and, and networked and collaborated more than ever before. It's, it's just this unbelievable uh, uh, pairing of, of, of unlike things.
10: It was pretty staggering. I think it really made people in a weird way communicate better. We were trapped at home. You right. weren't doing your usual socializing at work. and And we just communicated on a different level.
0: Great story and in, in love finding a way here. What kind of law did you practice? Uh, I'm using past tense for now, although you can always return to it, I'm sure.
10: <laughs> no, I will never I will never return to the law. <sighs> I promised my husband this is it. Um, I was working with his law firm. It was a great law firm called Lewis, Joe's Avalona Villas right in Long Island. They so have a city office, but the main office is on Long Island. And I was with them for eight and a half years, and they're fabulous people. They're great lawyers, but I will never go back. Got it. Um, I-, I was doing defense litigation, but the law firm does everything. They have everything except divorce and, and bankruptcy. Um, you know, they do transactional work. They do litigation. They do pretty much estate, will, trust, and they do everything, but but not for me. Right. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh- I think they're very happy to know I'm not coming back. So, you know.
0: Although having a law degree, um, arguably one of the most important things one can have to help them in whatever they happen to do, um, are you able to help in any way? Uh, is there is there anything that's going to be happening as far as uh, the producers are concerned in the aftermath of this fire, or 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 what's happening with that? Because I know the losses were pretty staggering, something like half a million dollars that uh, between everyone.
10: Yeah, the the losses have been staggering. We are 70-plus companies uh, all working out of this shared incubator space, which is a phenomenal location. Right, right. Um, And it really enables so many of us to be able to, you know, do a business that we might not otherwise be able to because it's more affordable than any rent I could have afforded in Huntington. Right. And the shared kitchen, it's also shared knowledge. You know, you're in the same building with so many people who are, some are new, some have been here for years, and there's so much incredible knowledge and incredible people here, even though we're all doing different kinds of food businesses, that it's a shared experience. It's really a very valuable one. Yes. So we are yes. finding our way back. Yesterday was our first day back in the facility. So we are so happy to be back here. Um and we are really working towards, you know, so many of us basically stopped. Right. You know, not everybody was able to find another location. Um, I occasionally baked out of a friend's licensed kitchen, but but other than that, I didn't have another location. Some people went to a place in Stony Brook. So the it, East End Food Institute, right. Really, it's really, you know, kind of stopped us in our tracks. So now it's the time to build back up our customer base back up to get the word out that we're all here you know i think it's i'm not sure it's either 75 or 80 percent of the companies here are minority and women-owned businesses right so it's you know it's just a phenomenal group of people here and most people don't know that we're here and it's
0: and it's a system so that's, I, that's, I did want to really say it's a system that works you know uh, i remember going to the incubator as a cub reporter and all of the folks that I met at that time that were just getting started in their class as as they say, have all moved on to having brick and mortar locations and commercial kitchens of their own. So uh, you know, this is a, a very valuable um, place for, as you mentioned, uh, an 80% yeah. minority and women owned uh, business population. Uh, so very, very grateful that folks are back to work. And and uh, I was encouraged uh, when I spoke with Jonathan Tolson uh, a week or so ago when he said, you know, he didn't know of anyone who had gotten knocked out completely uh, by this event. And also super grateful to uh, get to know a little bit more about the East End Food Institute's commercial kitchen that's been working out of the uh, Stony Brook Southampton campus, that that was there uh, for everyone and right just super excited for you guys uh, getting back to work, as it were, in, in the place that you know and love. Uh, where can folks con- uh, find the illegal baker stuff? Uh, I, I imagine you don't still have the brick and mortar in Huntington.
10: I don't. Unfortunately, I don't, although I would love to do it again. Um, this weekend, I will be at the Long Island Fall Festival in Heckscher Park. Okay. Uh, there will be a number of incubator companies that will be there this weekend. Um, I also sell locally. I ship. Um, I've had my goods in um, Southbound Markets, a lot of the local restaurants, the cinema art center in Huntington. Um, and then I have a lot of, you could just call me up and order. So I'm, I'm, I, I also have been a few weekends and I'll be a few more at the uh, Riverhead. Cider House is a phenomenal location, and um, they've just been so lovely. They there's no charge. They have one vendor at a time, and they position you right by the door. And all they ask is that you donate ten percent of whatever proceeds you make to a local charity. Oh, we love that. Phenomenal. Yes. Yeah, they're just super people, and they're really just looking to help. They're just looking to be a part of things. They're looking to help the local community, and. They've been a phenomenal resource for me, so um, I'm happy to give them a shout out because they're truly nice people doing really nice things.
0: That's what we're all about here, and one of the one of the reasons why I'm so grateful, Amy Pincus, that you joined us for the Tasty Tuesday segment, underwritten by Southampton Arts Center this morning. Illegalbaker.com. I see it says Gourmet Rugula is here. Is that for Yom Kippur,
10: or we're, we're like a a week out from that? We are, we are, it's actually coming up on um, next what's Wednesday, today, next it Wednesday, I think. Tonight. Oh, it's um, tonight, but but the burgola is around. I mean, I have a sweet, I have savory, I have a caramelized onion and cheese burgola that will just knock your socks off. It's snuck, but I also up have the classic me. jam. I'm doing a pumpkin spice and an apple crumb pie and lots of fun flavors.
0: So, illegalbaker.com for more from Amy. I'm Gianna Volpe, that's Amy Pincus. Uh, This is a band called Low, uh, another band called This Is The Kit on Next. And you just heard the Tasty Tuesday segment underwritten by Southampton Arts Center right here on Long Island's only NPR radio station WLIWFM. Stay tuned. Thank you. Buckle in, we got a long one coming at you. Moving from This Is The Kit to a band called Last Train from the 2019 record, The Big Picture. This is On Our Knees on WLI-WFM NPR Radio. Nice for a rainy morning. Last train on our knees. Moving on to the Tin Knees. From their 2020 EP, The Tin Knees Are Dead. This is Nights Like These on Long Island's only NPR radio station. Pomplamoose, bust your kneecaps on deck. Zach Brown Band and Arctic Monkeys leading you into the NPR news break at the top of the hour and the end of this edition of The Heart of the East End. I just wanted to say a very... Um, deep gr- thank you to both of our guests this morning, Jennifer Folks, talking about L.I.'s um, or Montauk's Fall Fest uh, in Montauk this weekend, as well as Amy Pincus talking about the Fall Fest at Heckshire Park, a bit up island. Lots of great stuff going on this weekend, possibly even the... Uh, Uh, finishing off of Southampton Fest that was rescheduled from last weekend. I'm Gianna Volpe. These are the Tin knees. And you, whoever you are out there, you are awesome. And you're listening to Long Island's only NPR radio station, WLIWFM.
11: don't leave me you said you'd love me forever honey believe me i'll have your heart on a platter might you recall we've got a small a small family business and the family won't like this they'll bust your kneecaps ooh wop-dee-doo wop-dee-doo bust your kneecaps that's what they're going to do Johnny there's still time together I know we'd go so i let
0: Ah, love that track. Bust Buster Kneecaps on the Knees edition of The Heart. Leading you into the NPR News break and the end of this edition of The Heart with Zach Brown Band. Featuring Jimmy Buffett, Knee Deep, and Arctic Monkeys Knee Socks. You're on Long Island's only NPR radio station, WLIWFM.
12: But I lost, it. she got too close, so I fought and now I'm lost in the world, trying to find me a better way. Wishing I was deep, deep in the water somewhere, got the blue sky breeze and it don't seem fair, only worry in the world, is the tide gonna reach my chair? Sunrise, there's a fire in the sky, never been so happy, never felt so high, and I think I might have found me my own kind of paradise.
8: Said be back in a minute Bought a boat and I sailed off in it Don't think anybody's gonna miss me anyway Mind on a permanent vacation The ocean is my only medication Wishing my condition ain't ever gonna go
12: away Cause now i am be deep in the water somewhere Got the blue sky breeze blowing wind through my hair Only worry in the world is the tide gonna reach my chair Sunrise, there's a fire in the sky. Never been so happy, never felt so high. And I think I might have found me my own kind of paradise. This champagne show washing over me. It's a sweet,
8: sweet life, living by the salt sea.
12: One day you could be as lost as me. Change your geography, maybe you might be. you found the key to paradise
0: You found the key to paradise right here on the 88.3 section of your FM dial 96.9 throughout Central and Western Suffolk County on the line wherever you are at WLIW.org radio.
13: A drawn out long, and you're kissing to cut through the gloom with a cough drop colored tongue. And you are uh... sitting in the corner with the coats all piled high. And I thought you might be mine in a small world on an exceptionally rainy Tuesday night. In the right place and time Little, very few that you were trying not to lie. You were a stranger in my phone book. I was acting like I knew, cause I had nothing to lose. When the winter's in full swing and your dreams just aren't coming true, it ain't funny
5: what y'all do.